for all the news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. After the first wild lead, the Jets 1-0. Also after the first, Chicago up 2-0 in Detroit. Later, Anaheim at Vancouver. Evander Kane expected to return to action for the Oilers tomorrow on the road against the Boston Bruins. Coverage on 6.30. Jed with the face-off show at 4. Game at 5.30. And, of course, Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2. Briar tonight. Two unbeaten rinks going at it. Cooey from Alberta is 6-0. Dunstone from Manitoba is 6-0. And it is now 6-5 for Manitoba after 5. Dunstone just put up 3 in the 5th to uh, jump in front of Cooey, who had a 4-ender in the 2nd. Okay, uh, back to uh, Luke Gazdick. Uh, <laughs> Said some great stories about fighting Lucic and uh, Thornton back in the 13-14 season. Luke is always presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. So, Luke, my, my colleague Rob Brown, who, you know, was not a fighter in his day, but he got into a few. Like, he said when he fought, he was often really mad, really angry at the guy he was fighting. He doesn't always get it how two guys can go at it and then, pat each other on the shoulder or say uh, nice going once they get to the penalty box so Luke how often were you really really mad at your opponent and I mean I did this for a long time and I don't have any answer to it well, I you mean, must I, have been angry sometimes though at no, least some was, of the time you must have been I was yes sometimes I would say there were some guys in the league that I just didn't like like I didn't like the way they played I guys that ran around and I just didn't think had any respect for the game or respect for anyone. They would just stuff like that. D'Angelo thing last night, like there were guys in a league like that. And I'd be like, you know what? I had no time for this. Like I'm going to grab this guy and I'm, I'm going to teach him that he's never going to do that again kind of thing. But most of the time for me, I wasn't extremely upset because if you're in a hockey fight like that with a guy that can knock you out, if you make a mistake, like you, if you make a mistake, you can get seriously, seriously injured. Then me fighting off raw emotion and anger wasn't good for me. I had to be more relaxed, but not too relaxed that I was sitting on my heels. So there was like this, this balance, this like mental balance for me where I was like angry, but in, in spots, like, you know, if I was getting ready to throw a punch, I was more angry, but then you have to be very calculated because Man, you make a mistake against Milan Lucic, and you know you're eating you're eating ice, right? So I just had to be really careful every time. All right. So uh, along the lines of fighting, and it's now up to four fights for this gentleman. What did you think of Nuge's performance against Justin Hall? <laughs> Nuge boy, I was standing up in front of my TV. I was like, "Get him, Nuge! Get him, Nuge!" Uh, I I love that kid, and anyone that knows him that's played with them or like knows him personally, he he gets angry. He gets really upset. Like he um, he he's extremely competitive, and that didn't surprise me when I saw that. Like if you he he will stick up for his teammates, but if you like give it to him a little bit, like he's got some snarl in him. He's he's not soft. Like. I don't want to say he plays soft, but he kind of plays that two-way game. He finishes his checks, but he's not overly physical. But he is extremely competitive, and I just, I was loving it. Just two punch, and I'm just standing up. I was just like, let's go, let's go. Like, I felt like I was back on the bench again. 
Luke Gazdick joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Okay, uh, thanks for sharing those uh, those tales. Uh, McDavid, obviously incredible season. Who knows? I mean, who knows what he's going to get to this year? And then I think about the years to come. He's kind of, you know, rewriting some of uh, the modern day records, which is pretty cool. Derek Ryan was interviewed after the game in, in Buffalo. By the way, great game for the fourth line. And, yes. and, and Derek said, we, we all talk about McDavid, what he does on the ice. But Derek basically said, he's still maybe underrated or not talked enough about for his leadership and, and how much effort and how dialed he is dialed in. He is on, on a daily basis, you know, practice game day, uh, whatever it is. And I, and I thought that was meaningful, you know, coming from Derek who hasn't been afraid to, you know, to speak his mind over the years, just for him to put that out there, I thought was, uh, was pretty significant. Like, are, are we still not fully recognizing the, the Connor McDavid that is, is, is driving everything behind the scenes as well, or what we don't see publicly. Yeah. And I don't think we ever will, to be honest, to, 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 to be able to appreciate and, and be a part of that, you would have to be in that locker room every day. And to hear stories like that is unreal, especially from a guy like DR. And like you said, credit to the fourth line and buff, they played unreal. Nice to see them rolling four again. Hey, I hate that 11 and seven. Give that fourth line, give that fourth line some minutes, Reed. Uh, it's just, it's, I, I guarantee it's little things in the dressing room. Like the way he prepares is unbelievable. I know he's a Gary Roberts. Um, that's, that's his guru. He's been with Gary since he was 14. And I, I know the off ice training and habits that, that comes with that. So he's dialed in on his diet. He sets an example from what he eats to how he recovers after a game and what he does on off days. And, uh, and you know, in terms of team building and bringing guys together, I just, I know he's not that uh, he's the type of guy that's not going to treat a guy that's up from Bakersfield differently than, you know, Leon Dreisaitl. He treats everybody the same, treats everybody with fairness and respect and, and ceilings only up for this guy. Like we're, we're watching, yeah, Keith Angel said it on, on Sportsnet on Monday. He, he was like, I hope everybody is taking a moment to appreciate what we're watching because you're not going to see it again. Like, maybe he does it again next year, whatever. But, like, right. what we're watching right now is truly special. And it's just crazy. I think it was the Boston game a couple weeks back in Edmonton. The lights came on after the anthems. And, you know, there's that, you know, five, ten seconds before the puck drops where they're just kind of skating around. Maybe they take one last drink of water. The look in his eyes was the most focused and driven I've ever seen. He had that, like, kind of angry, mean almost like grumpy face but you could tell he was just so ready for that moment and so ready for puck drop he's playing at full playoff caliber elite hockey right now and um it's fun to watch man i sit back every night on my tv and just just watch it's it's uh it's awesome he's a good kid and um yeah it couldn't say anything better i don't know why i know we talk about him a lot reed but you, you can't talk about him enough, right? It's, yeah. it, we're witnessing one of the best seasons in the history of hockey. Yeah, well, I mean, was it like six two-goal games or whatever in the last seven or eight games? I mean, it, and, he has more two. He has more four-point games than yes. he does games without a point. I don't like. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I had four points my rookie year in sixty-two games or something. Right. Like, I get it, we're different players, but just just think of the scope of that is insane. Like, that's insane. 
Uh, when you touched on the fourth line, and, and Brownie and I talked about this after the game too, and, and look, I know they had a tough night in Winnipeg, but to me, this is probably the the most balanced lineup the Oilers have had in a, in a long time. And, you know, Broberg came out. I think Broberg's been playing fine. Costin had to sit out in Winnipeg. I mean, he had points in his previous three games. But I, I still think it's it's good. Like, you, to me, as an observer, you want your coach to have tough decisions. You know, you want to me, you want to put a coach in that position where he might have to go to a, a really solid guy who's playing well and say, you know what, just not tonight, man. Like, it's somebody else's turn. Yeah, and this is where it's up to Woody and Gully and, and Mance there to figure out the best lineup that they can put on the ice. And it's not, you know, it's not going to make everybody happy. You know, I'm, I saw the lineup for tonight or projected lineup for tonight. Shorzy looked like he was out. Um, so a guy like that can't be too pleased about that, right? You have a great couple games. You played great in Pitt the other night. Um, but that's just the that that's the way it goes. You got to stay on board. You got to stay positive. You can't be, you know, dragging your lip around the rink. And that's what I think this team has. Is they're getting better and better chemistry and just kind of you know, uh, they're just coming together. And it, it's great to see. Like I said, I, I didn't I didn't love that eleven. Uh, I love seeing I love seeing four lines roll and. Even like you said, man, I'm I'm watching the D the other day because I missed that, you know, the where, wherever the game's being played, the line, the lines at the top at the beginning yeah. of the period, and I'm so I'm, then I'm going through the D's by, by myself, and I go, who's out? And then I was like, oh, Broberg's out, and I just remember thinking, wow, he's played really well though. So like, that's exactly what you're saying is they they have to make tough decisions on the back end and and on the forwards, and that's a credit to them being healthy and hope it stays that way rolling into playoffs because. The more bodies, the better. Okay, and I'll, I'll just end with this uh, because they got Ekholm, the Viking. Uh, I said to Louis DeBrus last week, if that's his regular season beard, what's his playoff beard going to look like? But, you know, there were a lot of names out there. You know, you know, Chikrin obviously was a big one here. We had fun chatting about Carlson for a while, though. I don't know if that was how, how realistic that was. Orloff went to Boston, like you said earlier. Is is that like, or, or did you hear the Ekholm trade and think, okay, that's that's good, adequate, great? Like, what what did you think? The Ekholm trade was the best trade available on the market that they could have made, and I'm not, I'm saying that for any team. He was to me when I found out there that Nashville was David Poyle was, was selling, and he's going, you know. Do we risk it all to to you know make the playoffs and get bounced in the first round, or do I sell all these UFAs? And he decided to sell. I heard outcome was on the market, and I just remember thinking, Kenny, go get him. Like whatever Hoyle wants, go get him. And you can even see in like the how many games he played four, three, four. Um, there was a play that of him just going back for do, doing a simple puck retrieval. And he goes back, he shakes off the defender, turns around, takes two steps, and fires a bullet up to the neutral zone to dry settled who is streaking in. And I just remember thinking, like, it's little plays like that that are going to help them so much. Just a first pass exit. And it's so good for their team. I'm just, I couldn't say enough good things about that trade. I think it was so smart for them. I would have loved Chikrin as well. I'm not saying that. You know that's that's a bad move by Ottawa or anything. That's I think Chikrin was was a perfect person for that team in Ottawa. A little younger term, I think Ekholm. They needed that veteran presence. They need that savvy back there. And holy, does he make their team a lot better? Yeah, for sure. Okay, 
Luke, uh, this was a pleasure as always. I always appreciate uh, your your look at the current team, and uh, I love when you share memories from your career as well. Uh, we'll do, do this again in a couple of weeks, buddy. Take care. Sounds good, Reed. Uh, have fun. Go Oilers, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Right on, Luke. That is Luke Gazdick. Love having him on the show. He is presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. A wide-ranging chat from a couple fights he had against the Bruins, what it's like playing in Boston, McDavid and uh, his drive and his leadership. Uh, he, he loved the Nuge fight, as many of you uh, did as well. And uh, the Oilers in a situation here where, yeah, somebody who's been playing well maybe more than one guy playing well, going to have to come out. Could be Devin Shore tomorrow if Evander Kane returns against Boston, and we expect him to do that. So that was uh, Luke Gazdick. we got an, our other regular Kelly Rudy coming up between 7 and 7.30. Happy to hear from you as well, 780-496-0063. You can also get me on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S, and you can email the old program at insidesports at 630ched.com. Back in a couple of minutes. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Wild just scored to go up 3-1 on the Jets. 11 and a half minutes left in the second period. Shots are 27-9 for Winnipeg, but Minnesota now leading 3-1. 7804960063. We have Big Bad Joe on the line. BBJ, go ahead. Yeah, how are you doing, man? That was an awesome beer commercial, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I gotta tell you something, and and I'm not, um, it's not negative. I don't have to talk about the team. Okay, I was the guy who said I don't, I never worry about the team. Say, if we put half a sheet of plywood on the net, doesn't matter if Campbell is in there. Offit Skinner is there. If those guys don't play defense, you don't win hockey games. And and if you look at it, though, you know, Campbell, look, 18 wins. And people are, oh, 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 oh. Skinner, 18 wins. You know, I think 13 losses. Nobody talks about that. I think we, we, we have the best uh, Coley tandem in the league. Like I said, for the, if they don't play defensively, then we get in trouble. So you could see that in Winnipeg, too. Even well, I, I, here's the thing. I, I, I yeah. agree with you that uh, the defending is not always a strength for the Oilers, and that was part of the problem in Winnipeg. I would counter by saying to you, BBJ, that there's a point where save percentage doesn't lie, and I do think Campbell's Campbell's high end has been very good, but his his poor games have been worse than Skinner's poor games. I would argue that. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, I believe. But you know, but it basically, it comes all down to defense. though. if I'm, if they if they if they put their mind to defense, look at how good of a team they are. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, well, they, yeah. They, but you're right. I mean, they do have to defend better, and, and we'll see how it goes here down the stretch. And if Ekholm continues to have a good impact, comes home. Okay, thanks, Joe. That's Big Bad Joe, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six. We love hearing from him. Yeah, we talked a lot about the uh, the goaltending yesterday on the show. You know, again, Skinner's of the forty eight goalies who have played 
enough games to qualify for the for the stats on on nhl.com you know you have to play a certain number of games to qualify for the percentage type stats um he's 16th out of 48 goalies in terms of save percentage so you know just on the cusp of the top third in the league but pretty good for a guy uh, in his first full year in the nhl i think all right seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. if you want to uh check in we were talking about mcdavid with uh luke gazdick Derek ryan gave that quote the other day about McDavid's uh, leadership maybe being even uh, underrated around the world of hockey and Zach Hyman said today that McDavid's focus all on the team not his individual points. Connor's an extremely humble guy he'll never put himself in that category but I think around the league guys realize how good he is and kind of the gap between him and everybody else and I think for the guys that you're referring to the generational type players that's kind of the same gap that there is with those guys right so I think uh, what Connor wants most is is to win and I think that's you know that's the next step is he's got all those personal awards and he continues to push himself every single day but you know as a team we gotta we gotta go and, and get there for him and he's you know he's been gr- he's been driving the bus the the whole year and uh is a huge part of where we are a little bit there from zach hyman on connor mcdavid and again the line today mcdavid between hyman and kane who's expected to return tomorrow matthias at home a big addition on the Oilers back end uh swooping into the lineup and scooping up number 14 devon shore switched to number 19 uh, at home was uh, asked about that today taking shore's number 14. To be honest with you, that was it was just a, a coincidence that he, that that was the way it went through. It wasn't like a I had to have 14, but but the team said that it was a lot going through my mind when I got traded and everything, and they they kind of made that happen. So obviously very thankful for it. Um, I've had 14 my whole career here in in, in uh, the National Hockey League, so I'm happy. Well, usually actually I had 42 my first year. I, I we'll go way back, but usually I've had 14, so it, was, it means a lot. And he's a great guy. I mean, super nice, and, and made me feel really welcome. To, to the team and, and to the city. All right, a little bit there. Uh, on, on, uh, I, I don't know if Devin Shore had much of a, a say in giving up number number 14 along the way. I think he kind of got, got the call and said the new guy's going to get the number. But uh, Devin Shore knows his role on the team and like we were saying, might have to come out of the lineup tomorrow even though he's been playing well. Jay Woodcroft was to, asked to comment on Shore today. Yeah, I think since Devin Shore came, not just since the trade deadline, but since he started to get back into um, the regular rotation, started in Colorado. Uh, he had gone down to the American League and got kind of his engine up and running again, playing a lot of a lot of minutes. And uh, for him uh, to contribute the way he's contributing, I think it's important. And you know what? I think at this time of year, you need lots of contributions up and down your lineup. We talk about as a staff, this is the we time of year. And we're going to need everybody. And we have a strong belief in the people in our dressing room. All right, Oilers and Bruins tomorrow. We have Kelly. Rudy coming up and uh, we will have the director of football operations for Edmonton Elks on the show as part of uh, International Women's Day. Alicia Torville is going to check in too. Inside Sports on Chet.